Hey y'all, welcome. My name is Caitlin Darty, and welcome to my podcast, Hot Takes with Kate. In this podcast, we'll discuss all things life, athletics, relationships, and faith. I cannot wait for you to come along on this journey with me and have great conversations with so many amazing people. Let's get honest and bring on the hot takes. Please welcome to the podcast the newlyweds Kara and Hayden Howerton. They are an amazing couple that just recently got married and have an amazing story. Hayden was a football player at Southern Methodist University and Kara was a nursing student at Texas Women's University. They both met each other at a very young age and grew up together. Hayden is now playing in the NFL and Kara is a full-time nurse. They have some amazing hot takes and have a great story to tell. So please put your hands together for Kara and Hayden. Hi, Hayden. Hi, Kara. Thank you so much for coming on Hot Takes with Kate. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast, and thank you for taking the time to come in, uh, speak, and bring on your hot takes. So um, we can go ahead and, you know, get started. Uh, Love to start out with a hot take. So what is your hot take? And you can have different ones. So Kara, yours could be on life, literally on anything. and Hayden, I'm pretty sure you have one about probably, it's probably going to be NFL or football based, <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> but, um, yeah, why don't you go ahead and, and start off with hot takes? Um, my hot take is, uh, since I travel a lot to go see Hayden, I think first class is overrated in my opinion. Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like we... He's flown first class a lot. I've flown first class when we went to um, our honeymoon. And I personally did not think it was going to be the experience that I got. Um, I do think first class maybe might be better for, like, overseas trips. But, like, just, like, U.S. trips, I don't think they're that necessary. Yeah, like, like a three-hour not- flight. Yeah. Yeah. The extra legroom tickets are nice in my opinion, like the nicer ones, I would rather take that than first class. Ticket. Okay, she's five two, and she appreciates the extra legroom. So I mean, I, I definitely appreciate them even more. But uh, yeah, how tall are you, Hayden? I'm six three. Okay, yeah, I, I was, I was, I was six three on the dot at my pro day. So like, oh wow, uh, <laughs> that's hey, anything above six feet, you need the extra legroom. I, I agree. I, I have thought about because I got a Delta Sky Miles card, and nice. I'm like, oh, I could go first class but i'm like it's a three-hour flight like why wouldn't i save those points for like a europe trip or something like that right, for first right. class yeah for that's sure. cool i like that hot take Kara. <laughs> all right mine, hayden man mine so i started i started playing tackle football in the fifth grade and i would say anybody who plays tackle football before that point you're not really getting any benefit out of it i mean your body hasn't changed you know you haven't you're nowhere near like the physical stature that you're going to be in junior high or high school. So like all these parents who make their kids play tackle football in first grade, I honestly think that's just kind of dangerous and stupid in my opinion, you know, like, I mean, I understand they're not vicious hits in first grade, you know, but it just, for me, I'd, I'd rather have our kids play flag football until they're like fifth or sixth grade. I mean, it's the same, it's the same concepts, you know, you get to have the same amount of fun with your friends. It's just, it's just less dangerous. So, and I turned, I turned out okay for not playing tackle till fifth grade. You know what? 
I think it's for like a lot of sports. It's like lacrosse, like a lot of young kids start so young and all that impact. And now it's showing, you know, long-term brain impact. That's a lot on a little kid's head. Not to mention the burnout. I mean, a lot of, so I had multiple friends who played tackle in literally kindergarten or first grade. And, and by the time they got to high school, they'd been playing tackle football for nine years and they just got burnt out, you know? Yeah. So. And and I have teammates who are at this level who didn't play tackle football till like high school. So, yeah, I think it's it's hard because well, I started rowing when I was in high school, so you don't mm-hmm. usually start till later on. But it was almost such a blessing because I didn't have the burnout that everyone else had in their sport because they started what like kindergarten. So I think it's definitely a thing in athletics, especially in college. I think no matter what, you kind of get burnt out a little bit. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's, uh, definitely a, a real thing going on uh, amongst a lot of athletes. So cool. Mm. All right. So Hayden, you played football for SMU, um, <laughs> uh, and Kara, you and I just recently kind of connected and it's been really cool to get to talk to you as well. Um, but Hayden, I know you're now playing in the NFL been a long journey i'm sure um yep. can't even imagine but uh what was it like going from college football to the nfl and what was that transition like so so we were supposed to play in the, in the uh, fenway bowl the day after christmas so i got to go home spend a few days with my family before we left we had christmas my senior year on like the 22nd or something like that just so we could do it as a family before i believe to go to the bowl game and we get back from the bowl game. The bowl gets canceled because of COVID. Virginia, who we were supposed to play, they had a COVID outbreak. So we didn't even get to go to Boston, which, you know, really sucked that my last college game never happened. Um, so, like, senior day, you know, I thought I would have one more, and turns out that was my last game. So that was unfortunate. Um, I sit at home for a couple of days, and then New Year's Day, her and I pack up a car and I move to Colorado to start pro day training. So we get there the second she leaves the third to go back home. And in the span of a week, I went from being a college football player to your job is now to get ready for the NFL. And I trained in Colorado for a month. I had to play in the East West shrine bowl in Las Vegas. I didn't have like, I got to, it was an awesome experience. Um, she came to Vegas to watch the game, uh, which she loved. And then went back to Colorado for a couple more months to continue training. We got engaged out there, out in Boulder during that time, which was awesome. Um, Moved back to Dallas for Pro Day, which the SMU guys just got done with last week. And then really there's a month in limbo where you're waiting, you're thinking you might get workouts at different teams' facilities. I got to work out with the Cowboys and the Texans because I was from the uh, however many mile radius from their stadiums that i got to go to their local day um but really it was a month of waiting around and you know hoping that i was going to hear my name on draft day and draft day came and you know i i did really well at pro day did really well at shrine bowl but you know it just wasn't in my favor to get drafted so the draft ends i agreed to a deal with tennessee um and then about a week after that i pick up and move to tennessee for the summer which spend three months. It was probably the hardest three months of my life just because it was brand new. Um, You know, you go from being a captain, you know, I had 
set records at SMU as far as longevity and and starts and all that to welcome welcome to the NFL rookie you're the bottom of the barrel yeah it's almost like going into your freshman year of college again because you're like I there's so many more people that are better than me and I got to work my way back up again right and it's intimidating you know and I had a I had a great roommate during the time a guy by the name of Andrew Rupsich he's still there in Tennessee we became best friends um so that made it better um get to come home for a couple weeks between really the end of organized team activities and, uh, and training camp. So we go to Arkansas, we spend a few days out there with her grandparents and then we go to training camp and it's fast and furious when you get back. So you get back, you have like four days in just helmets and then your first day of of pads, you're nine days away from the first preseason game. So it, it comes, it comes quick and I, got, I was fortunate enough to play the whole second half of all three preseason games. I thought I played well. Um, you know, unfortunately, the last day of cuts, I, I, I got released, which um, which really hurt. It was the first time in my life I'd ever been told, yeah, you're not good enough to keep playing. Um, you know, and it just it sucked. So I moved back to Dallas. I didn't know what to expect because I'd, I had, I'd never gone through it before, so I was calling my agents every week, like, hey, have we heard anything? Have we heard anything? And really, for the first eight weeks, it was nothing. So I started going to practices at SMU, going and seeing Coach Dykes at TCU, because I want to eventually be a college football coach when I get done. And I, I didn't know if this was it for me. And fortunately, we're on the way to Houston for her bridal shower um, and me to go see my family. And we get a call from my agents. We're actually at Bucky's when this happened. And they're like, oh my hey, gosh. <laughs> New England called, and they're going to bring you in for a workout, which means a tryout. Um, and I, I'm like, cool. You know, are they are they planning on signing anybody? Or is this just like a, hey, we just want to check in? And my agents are like, we don't know. We know you're not going to be the only one. So I get to New England. Um, there's two other O-linemen there. And they're both bigger from bigger schools, you know, and all that. And I, and I get there and it's not, it's not a, you know, Hey, like, you know, you're my competition. Like you're all, you're all cool, but everybody knows what's on the line, you know? So we get there, my workout, I have to get to Gillette at 5am in new England. Wow. And I, I get there, I go through all this like physicals with the doctors and all that. I, I go and do my workout and I'm eating lunch, you know, afterwards, and they weren't talking to anybody. So I'm like, well, I guess all three of us are going home. And uh, they came and grabbed me and they're like, hey, you want to stay? I'm like, hell yeah. Oh man. my gosh. So, <laughs> they really like, throw you through a roller coaster. It's like, right? Like, very last minute sort of ordeal. And so I spent the rest of the year with New England, which was awesome. They were my dream team growing up. You know, one of my really close family friends played there. Um, so that was my favorite team growing up. So that was really awesome getting to play there. I get to the end of the season. They they signed me to a futures deal, which, you know, I thought I was like, I'm good. You know, I'll, I'll be there, you know, at least through this next training camp. We go home, get married. We're on our honeymoon. We're sitting at the casino on Friday. And Coach Belichick calls my phone, and I knew it wasn't going to be good. And so I go outside. I take the I take the call. He's like, hey, I, I, know, we, I know we signed you to a futures deal. You know, we we thought somebody was going to retire. They didn't. Um, so we just don't have we just don't have room for you. Which I I get. It's a business. You know, and yeah, you know, I don't hold anything against 
the people who let me go because that's really at the end of the day that's all it is it's a business but so that sucked you know especially right before the rookies are about to get drafted and all that you're about to bring all new faces into the nfl and and my agents you know we talked about they're like yeah this is not this is not a good time for you to get let go we're not sure what's going to happen we might have to start looking out to xfl and usfl just to try to get you back in the league and so we start thinking about that we go home we're at target on monday buying a new tv with our wedding money and my card is getting declined because they're like oh somebody's spending x amount of dollars at target oh no (laughs) and then my agents are calling and so it's chaos trying to answer the phone and they're like hey arizona just claimed you off waivers and so arizona picked me up and they told me that the general manager talked to Belichick and he said all really great things about me so Bill Belichick gave me a job recommendation so that's pretty cool (laughs) hey you know what that's all you can ask for at the end of the day it's and I think people don't realize the community football um has even for you I'm sure Kara like they they try to pull in right significant others and it's a really really tight knit community they really try to make it a family type oriented culture Uh That's really cool though. Man, that's a that's a story, Hayden. I <laughs> Kara, what was that like, I guess, from your point of view, like watching you know, your husband fiance go through all those stages and yeah, how did, how did you handle that and best support him? I mean, it sucks. It it does, but um I it it really sucks when I can't be there. Like for Tennessee when he got cut, we weren't together. Thankfully we were there together when we got cut from the Patriots. But, um, I mean, I just always said, like, if you got cut, you know, there's no rush for you to get a job. Like, I am stable in my job here. If anything, like, I if, if we need any extra cash, I can pick up anything. We're sh- short all the time. Like, I can pick up extra shifts, X, Y, Z. I don't want him to be stressed out because of something. He just got let go of a team. Like, his dream, basically. Um, so I never put any pressure on him to like go get a job or anything immediately. We always said like when he got cut in August last year, we said that he'll have till Thanksgiving. And then if that happens, then, um, he'll go get a job. And it was November 1st when he got picked up by the Patriots. So, um, I think I've been pretty lenient on, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, be, be a stay at home pet watcher for now, you know? And then I'll just work as I normally do until something happens. Yeah, I, I'm really grateful for that because it, it's more me feeling bad, you know, as the husband slash, you know, typical provider for the family, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I'm always like, well, you know, maybe I need DoorDash or, you know, just go like work at Home Depot, like just get some money, you know, like whatever, you know, just because even though I do want to coach, I know that if I went, got a job somewhere and then I got a call back to the NFL. If I left that job, I would never be able to go back because it would be like, Oh, well, if you left that time, what's stopping you from leaving again? You know? So. Yeah. It's like, you have to, if you're going to leave the NFL pursuit, you're going to leave the NFL right. pursuit. Yeah. Right. You had to decide. I up, I'll be done. You know, there, there won't be no going back. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Do you have it? Do you have a cutoff point Hayden? Yeah, I mean, kind of what her and I have talked about is, as of right now, you know, April 1st, 2023, which this is going to change, but uh, 
as of right now, it would be a year from my last transaction in the NFL. So like my last time I got cut, wait a year, nothing happens. Then I would go play one season in an alternative league, try to get back in, whether that's XFL, USFL, something like that. And then if nothing happens after that, then I would go uh, start trying to coach a line somewhere. So, Yeah, no, I think that's awesome that, you know, you, you learn a lot as a player too, which makes you a good coach. Um, and I'm sure you now being married and then, you know, eventually when y'all have kids, you'll be an even better coach. Uh, and that's what I found uh, a lot and really good coaches that I've had, um, you know, when they are married and have kids, it's, you understand them so much more as well. Um, sure. But okay. So kind of going off that, what, is the best and the worst part of the NFL from both of your perspectives? You want to go first? Go ahead. Okay. Um, I would say the best part about the NFL, I mean, you're living the dream. You know, you're you're doing what every kid playing on the playing football on the street wants to do. You know, like my first preseason game was at the Baltimore Ravens, and, and that was awesome. It was a night game in Baltimore. I mean, that that was super sick. Um, you know, the biggest downside is is just the uncertainty. I mean you know, part of your job description is being in shape 24-7, So, like, last year when I was on the couch at home, you know, it was like, well, I, I hope I get a call. I'm, I'm training, you know, working, working my tail off to make sure I'll be ready. But, you know, there's also that chance that nothing could happen. You know, fortunately, I was ready. You know, I was, I was good to go. They told me I was in great shape in New England, um, you know, when I got there, which that was that – was, that made me feel good. Like I had done everything right. Um, but I mean, it's the pros definitely outweigh the cons. I mean, I would never walk away from the NFL just to be like, Oh, it's too hard. You know, like it's, it's great. I, I love it. I mean, you meet so many great people like David Andrews, the center in new England was one of my favorite players uh, during high school. Like if you had asked me probably five years ago, who my favorite player was, it'd be David Andrews. And like when I got to new England, you know, after a couple of weeks, it was like, we were like friends, you know, like, which was just almost unreal to even just like say or think about. I mean, so that was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Kara, how about you? I honestly would probably say the same. Like, um, it is nice that he's offensive lineman, so we can still go out in public and like nobody knows who he is. Honestly, yeah. like, I don't, I can't imagine what it's like for like the people who like just can't go enjoy themselves in public because they're so famous. Um, so I think that part also is for like significant other side. You're a part of them. So like you also feel like you're famous, like you're related to someone or know someone that's in the NFL XYZ. Um, and I would also say the unknown part is also really hard because you never know. That's why I, ha I haven't moved with him because I could pick up a move anywhere in the world because they need nurses everywhere. But the fact that if I move and then the next day he can be cut and then move right back across the country, like that would suck too. So to have like this home base and be stable in Dallas and then I can just pick up and go see him wherever, especially with my schedule working only three shifts a week, I can take eight days off without getting any PTO. So I can just easily just hop on a plane and go see him every two weeks, every three weeks. Yeah, that's so nice. You do have the flexibility in your job because I feel like sometimes, right, like it's and I could be wrong on this, but correct me. Uh, NFL wives, like sometimes they quit their jobs, right, because of oh, yeah. 
they don't know where they're going and they don't know what's happening. And a lot of the times you don't get that flexibility in a nine to five job. Uh, but with nursing, you can do those three 12 hour shifts, which is really nice and mm-hmm. yeah, basically go wherever. So It is nice. Yes, it is really nice. I would, nope. I would add on just another kind of not problem, but just a, just the nature of the beast with the NFL is it's so public that you know when you get picked up or signed or or do something great in the NFL, you have literally 400 texts. I mean, it's it's awesome. You feel so much support. You know, you're like, wow, like all these people really love me. And when you get let go, it's just as public. You know, I had. I had literally 15 reporters tweet that I got let go. And I had maybe five texts in my phone. And it's just like, you just, you feel like you're at the bottom of, of the world. You know, you, you feel the, the weight and the pressure from your hometown, you know, and, and everywhere you've been. And you just, you feel really alone. If it, if it wasn't for her, I'd feel really alone in those moments. But, but she's definitely been the best thing for me to help me get through all that. Unfortunately, this most recent time was only two days. You know, the two months prior to that were worse, but this time was a lot Yeah. Better. Well, and I feel like in life, it's almost preparing y'all for, like, the worst. Not, I'm not saying, like, the worst parts, but those bumps in the road in marriage. Right. Because <laughs> if you can make it through this, I mean, y'all will be set, I think. Uh, especially being in the public eye like that. Hayden, that's, I mean, really hard. I have never had to deal with that, but... Um, I can't even imagine, um, you know, what you kind of have to go through with that. And I guess going off that, how, how do y'all keep God in the center of your relationship, um, in those hard times of being in the public eye, football, whatever it may be, I guess, how do you, how do you continue to keep that, um, your center and your foundation, um, during those hard times? Well, I mean, we're, we're just centered around you know, prayer and, you know, pray every night before we go to bed, um, yeah. you know, just keep God at the forefront. And even though, you know, I got cut, I'm still so grateful that I'm even have the opportunity to go out and do these things. Like I was talking to one of my great friends, Bo, um, Bo Morris, he played right tackle at SMU with me. He got a rookie minicamp invite with the Colts. Um, and unfortunately he just, he, he didn't get signed after that. And, we talked later about that after I got cut from Tennessee. He's like, dude, the fact that you even got to go through NFL training camp was unreal because I was in, I was in Indianapolis for two days. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. You know, so, so it just kind of puts things in perspective. I'm also still really involved with FCA, um, you know, and, and keeping Christ involved, even in the middle of the season, you know, I, I mm-hmm. go to every, FCA in season, you know, and I try to make as many as I can still at SMU out of season. Um, you know, it's part of the drive for us now, but I, I still try to keep connected with those guys. And especially now that I'm older and a little bit wiser, I have more to offer for some of those guys going through tougher things because I, I was really fortunate. I didn't have to go through a lot of adversity in college. You know, I, uh, I was grateful with how my career worked out, but it really didn't prepare me for some of this adversity that I'm hitting now, but now that I've been through it and I'm out the other side, I can really give more advice to, uh, to some of these younger guys coming up and, and how to handle it. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. no. I think FCA is a great thing. Uh, yeah. Very involved in it now, I guess, post-athletics. Uh, but it's also one of those things that help, it, it helps athletes not identify with their sport and keep right. identity in Christ. And I think it's so easy to get caught up. Oh, I'm a, I'm a football player. I'm a rower. I'm a volleyball player. And that's who I am. And it's like, no, that's so far of, from who you are. Uh, even you, Kara, I'm sure, like, when people ask, like, what do you do? Oh, I'm a nurse. Like, it's hard to even get caught up in the identity of your job. Um, and so I think, you know, keeping good community around you is a really great thing. And um, mm -hmm. I love that y'all are doing that. Um, so I know that you guys did long distance uh, for a while. Uh, how do you feel, I guess, going more off the, the faith <laughs> foundation stuff, but how do you think God transformed you uh, in that season of dating as individuals and together um, to now as individuals, you know, now being married? Communication, for sure. I mean, and, and patience. So like, for example, I was really bad when we when we first started dating at communication, like like royally bad. I'm surprised she stayed with me. <laughs> but you know, we worked together and we worked through it, and God really helped me appreciate how she felt through all of this, and and helped form my communication skills to be better. So, like, you know, you had some examples of like how I communicate. You were telling me. When we first started dating? Well, well, I'm saying like now, like before practice. Oh, um, so like now, like even if even if when we're doing long distance, he'll text me like saying like, hey, I'm in meetings. I'll call you later or, hey, I'm going to practice. I'll update you after practice on how I did. Um, and that's really appreciative because he tells me like yeah. what he's doing. It's not like I mean, obviously, I can see his location. He's at the facilities, but it's also like knowing like he won't have his phone with him. Cause like nothing, when we first started dating, it would irritate me that he would not answer me for six plus hours, but he'll be like, yeah, Instagram 20 minutes ago or something like that. Yeah. So like, so like, <laughs> like, that's such a typical guy thing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, actually no, like he's busy and like doing something, um, I guess gives me peace, not thinking like I'm being ignored per se. Um, so yeah, his communication definitely has. Well, and and modern technology makes long distance so much easier. I mean, I was telling her last night if this was if this was fifty years ago before FaceTime and like regular calls, uh, she'd be moving with me. There would be no no shot. I'd be leaving her in Dallas. But now, you know, when it's I can see her face anytime I want, you know, I don't I don't think it's all it's all that big of a deal, honestly. I mean, it, it's tough being apart, but it is, it makes it a lot better when we're together for sure. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I think that's the hardest part, right? About long distance relationships is people usually don't make it because of the lack of communication aspect. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that with friends that tried to do it and they're like, yeah, we just couldn't do it because we didn't ever talk to one another. We didn't ever, you know, try to maintain the friendship and relationship that y'all built, that they built. So right. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we're gonna do one more hot take, um, kind of going off relationships, but <laughs> what is your hot take on dating, relationships, marriage, anything along those lines? Um, my hot take kind of stemmed from like the long distance. Like 
people think long distance is harder than it actually is. Um, I, <laughs> our dog is having zoomies. So oh, just, you're good. <laughs> sorry. No, um, you're good. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, so we think long distance isn't as hard as people make it out to be. Again, with like all the communication, all of the um, talk, texting, we never ever go a day without um, FaceTiming before bed. Even if it's, I work the next day, he's out late, whatever. We will always FaceTime or call right before we go to bed and then we'll text each other in the morning when we wake up. Um, so again, I think that just like stems off of like communication is like really important to us when it comes to long distance because we don't see each other every day like a normal married couple would. Yeah. Well, I mean, also you can still do stuff for each other in long distance. Like mm-hmm. before we shared a bank account, it was, hey, go buy yourself Chick-fil-A breakfast, you know, this morning or, or things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. or here's $50 to go spend at Target or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I still think that there's opportunities to show how much you care without being right there, you know? So yeah. yeah. And I think, Kara, you know, tell me if you relate on this, but I think girls kind of notice the little things that guys do (laughs) and we take it very much to heart. And it's like, oh, that's so nice. You know, you sent me flowers or something very small, but I think, right, it's that affirmation and you figure out what, what, who needs what, um, to continue to give that to one another. So that's really cool. All right. Well, we'll finish out with one final question. Uh, what is one piece of advice, um, you would give maybe your younger selves or, uh, your college athletic self, um, Hayden, that's more so I guess for you. Um, but what, what is one piece of advice you would give your, um, younger selves? You know, I would, I would tell a younger version of me, don't compromise who you are. Not that I did, but, but also make be sure you make time for your boys, like for the teammates and all that, because it goes by so quick. And once you're out, it is so hard to get the boys back together. I mean, the only time I've really seen all my friends together in the same place is at my bachelor party, you know, and I don't, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get them all together really until we have a team reunion, because that's just how it is. Guys move, you know, people get busy, people get kids, um, you know, and as much as I love, Seeing Bo, seeing Bobby, you know, Bo's in Florida, Bobby's in San Antonio. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be tough to get all those dudes together. So in, enjoy the enjoy the weekends in the off season. you know, enjoy the, you know, poker night, pool night, you know, whatever. Um, I'm not saying go crazy or, you know, compromise your, your morals or, or whatever, but be sure you're present with the guys. Um, you'll miss that. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. I love that. Cause I think too, in athletics, you're sometimes you do get so burnt out and you're like, Oh, I just want to be done sometimes. And Mm -hmm. we don't enjoy the moment. It's such a special time in college athletics. And even just in college with friends that once it's over, you're like, wait, what? I didn't like, I feel like I didn't enjoy, you know, that time enough. And I think Mm -hmm. just taking things day by day and being present in the moment. Um, there's such a, it's such an eye opening and, experience and such a blessing especially in college i mean i spent five years in one place i've been to three places in one year now you know now that i'm out so that's crazy really really take advantage of those relationships you make at your at your school so kara how about you um 
I probably give my younger self, um, don't be too hard on yourself, especially with like the career path and the um, major I chose. So um, just reaching that goal, I just need to step back and like appreciate more of what I've accomplished versus being like hard on myself on what I haven't accomplished. Yeah, I think that's a, I think it's definitely a struggle within the medical field too, because people Mm -hmm. don't realize that's a very competitive industry. And even for doctors, nurses, whatever it may be, like to get into any program is hard. And uh, you have to go through a lot of testing. I do know that. And uh, you have to make yourself stand out, kind of like you do in athletics or any other job, um, essentially. But yeah, I think putting pressure on yourself is, I think I've definitely struggled with, and I'm sure you too um, have Hayden. So no, I love that. That's really good advice. Um, Well, thank you all for coming on the podcast. Uh, This was really, really fun. Yeah, it's awesome. It is fun. I feel like it's a you know you can even talk about yeah for sure. <laughs> oh y'all have to come back it'll we'll have more questions next time and it helps me you know doing these podcasts get to know you know y'all better and um yeah it, it's, it'll be really cool to see you know what happens and i love that y'all brought some heated hot takes <laughs> so all right well thank y'all for coming uh it's great having you yeah, thank you Hey, y'all. Thanks again for tuning in to Hot Takes with Kate. I hope you enjoyed today's hot takes. We air every other Tuesday, so stay tuned for more hot takes to come. I hope you come back for more and hot takes next time. So see y'all later.